Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of Edge Microactive Pre-Emergent Herbicide. The heartbeat of Saskatchewan is agriculture. 620 CKRM is proud to be your voice for everything ag. Welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with your host, Ryan Young. Good afternoon. Welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. Brought to you by the Arcola Co-op. You're at home here on Highway 13 in Arcola. And brought to you by Mendeco. Talk to your Mendeco dealer or visit Mendeco.com to learn more about Mendeco land rollers and tillage equipment. Here's what we got today. Grain markets this week continued a downward trend. Sask Pork reacted to Olimel's series of hog barn closures and subsequent support from Farm Credit Canada. And the month of May was a lot warmer than usual. Environment Canada had the latest numbers for the month. And the farm weather is in its usual spot at the bottom of the hour. This is Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM Agri-News Director Ryan Young. Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Johnston's Grain, your first and last stop for grain pricing and crop protection. And Municipal Hail Insurance, farmers insuring farmers. Municipalhail.ca Another week has come and gone, and the grain markets were on a downward trend, especially on the July canola contract. Future Commodity Advisor with PI Financial Adam Piccolo says July canola prices declined by about $30 a ton for the week. And the last couple days, we have seen a bit of a recovery, but really still since the beginning of the month, uh, we've seen now the July contract decline from uh, about $710 a ton to where it's at about uh, 660 right now. Uh, so a decent drop in, uh, in one month's time. And same thing with the November contract, uh, actually even a little bit uh, more of a decline as well too. We saw the high on that contract on May 10th at 712 and now we're sitting at 636 so uh, over that $80 a ton drop in just uh, really kind of a month's time. Piccolo says the July Minneapolis week contract was also down 13 cents a bushel on the week. So it seems that it has uh, been finding a bit of a low here recently. Um, I do still believe that selling opportunities uh, will come about from rallies. I don't believe that we're in a, in a bull market for, for wheat here right now. The U.S. drought monitor released on May 30th was interpreted by some to, to expand dry areas. Uh, however, kind of more recent events and forecasts do predict a a moderation of drought conditions. So uh, again, I wouldn't get too excited on you know wheat again going significantly higher on drought. The deal to increase the debt ceiling in the U.S. has been passed in the Senate, so it will head to U.S. President Joe Biden to sign to make it law. Bacallo looks at the deal on two different fronts. 
First is the kind of the overall feeling of the market that investors just have something that is certain now. So the market doesn't like, whether it's the stock market or, or the commodity market, it doesn't like uncertainty. And then that's when we do see the volatility. So uh, the debt ceiling, again, affecting the U.S. dollar. Uh, the U.S. dollar started to come down now a little bit, potentially, again, helping commodities. Uh, oil prices have started to come up a little bit as well, too. Uh, today, there are actually some very good job numbers out of the U.S. Uh, payrolls rose 339,000 in May. Um, again, much better than expected. Uh, so, you know, oil is going higher and potentially on that expectation of, of not having a recession. So the debt ceiling, especially in the last week, I think everybody expected it was going to be resolved. Um, never in history has the U.S. defaulted on their debt. Again, never say never, but uh, history is a guide and it's been kind of increased actually the debt ceiling over a hundred times uh, throughout history. So, um, you know, right now I think, you know, investors kind of in general are looking for a bottom in some of these markets. For the outlook, one thing Bacalo is watching is the upcoming OPEC meeting on Sunday. There was chatter previously of them cutting supply again. Uh, however, it's looking like that might not be the case. So uh, next week, we might see a, a little bit more volatility on the oil front, potentially. Uh, and then I think that could easily spill over to the TSX or the Toronto Stock Exchange as well, too, just because of how energy heavy uh, the markets here in Canada are. And it's important to watch that because right now the U.S. markets are are really outperforming Canada. The S&P right now this year is up so far uh, over 9%. And when looking at the NASDAQ, the the main tech exchange, uh, year to date, we're up actually about 27%. So uh, again, quite a bit difference than, than the TSX uh, right now, kind of as we speak, up about 2.5% for the year. Uh, so that's something to maybe watch for next week, how uh, OPEC and oil is going to affect just the overall markets. Adam Bacallo is a future commodity advisor with PI Financial. Back to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with Ryan Young on 620 CKRM. This segment of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Prairie 6-Inch. For Prairie 6-Inch eaves trough, size matters. So see Prairie 6-Inch eaves trough, your farm shop specialist, prairieeavestrough.ca. The general manager at Sask Pork says it's always unfortunate to hear of a hog barn closing anywhere in Canada. Mark Ferguson was reacting to Ollie Mel's recent closures of sow units in Quebec, Alberta, and Saskatchewan. It's basically the result of extremely tight margins in the hog industry, both today and, and what's gone on over the past few years. And, you know, from what, what I understand, these are temporary depopulations, uh, just meant to be in effect until the industry returns to more profitable times. So ultimately, we, uh, we think all these units will be eventually repopulated. Ferguson noted the industry has been dealing with tight feed supplies and high feed costs since the 2021 drought. He says lean hog futures have declined about 30% since March of this year. 
I'm sure this has led many operations to consider their future and prepare what looks to be a difficult uh, fall ahead. So Olimel is not alone in terms of the financial pressures they're facing. North American pork prices aren't strong right now. There's uh, an oversupply of pork globally, so processors have tight margins and they're, they're putting downward pressure on hog prices as a result is basically the situation. While Ferguson hasn't reached out to any affected Olimel staff in Saskatchewan, he hopes they can bounce back. We do uh, have thoughts for sure with the affected workers. Something like this is never easy. However, I'm certain that the people involved will be able to find new roles in the industry, whether that's with Olimel or another company. We know the demand for workers in all of agriculture is extremely strong, and it remains extremely strong with hog operations as well. Experienced stock people and, and managers are always in high demand, so I think there, there will be a place for anyone that's affected in the industry. Farm Credit Canada has responded by offering support for the hog sector in eastern Canada, including deferred payments for six months to one year. Ferguson says he's aware of it. I'm sure many customers, uh, hog producers, are already customers with farm credit and, uh, you know, they may be offering individual support to those farms already. Um, We would obviously be very interested in learning more about, you know, what this kind of support might look like in terms of, you know, the interest rates and how how that relationship would be uh, different or help beyond, you know, a regular client uh, bank relationship. So I guess it's one of those things we're just going to stay tuned and hope to hear more on. Mark Ferguson is the general manager of Sask Pork. Meantime, California's Proposition 12 is impacting more than just U.S. hog farmers. Manitoba Pork General Manager Cam Dahl says the new pig housing standards apply to all pork sold in California. That includes an isoween pig born in Saskatchewan or Manitoba and raised in Minnesota or Iowa. We really do need to get the Canadian government much more active on this. We need to, whether it's an appeal at the WTO or challenging the legislation through the Canada-U.S.-Mexico trade agreement provisions, we need to be very assertively pushing back on this uh, legislation. We didn't negotiate a trade agreement with 50 states. We negotiated a trade agreement with the United States. And we really need to fight against this fragmentation of the North American market. The United States is Canada's largest export destination for pork. In addition, Canada exports 3 million live pigs to the U.S. each year. You're listening to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM Agri-News Director Ryan Young. Now today's Ag Review with Doug Faulkner of GX94, brought to you by Karst Holdings in Assiniboia and Schlamps Integra Tire in Grenfell, your locally owned Integra Tire dealers. Although it's still early in the growing season, some insect pests have already posed a threat to crops in Saskatchewan or could do so in the near future. That's according to James Tansey, Provincial Specialist for Insects and Invertebrate Pest Management. Among the pests he cited were grasshoppers, flea beetles, and pea leaf weevils. Tansy says the grasshopper hatch is well underway in Saskatchewan, but recent rains could change how much of a problem they become. Tansy stresses the need for vigilance with farmers checking their crops and the surrounding areas for signs of grasshoppers and other pests. He says there has been estimates of 50 to 70 grasshopper nymphs per square meter in ditches, which normal rates tend to be around 40. 
There have also been reports of striped and crucifer flea beetles in the province, especially in the central area. A canola analyst with PI Financial says Agriculture Canada's 2023-24 canola production estimate is pessimistic. It's forecasting 18.4 million metric tons, only slightly bigger than last year's disappointing crop of 18.17 million tons. Ken Ball is surprised with how low their projection is. Ball has seen private sector estimates call for a crop in excess of 20 million metric tons, if there is decent precipitation in June and July. The United States Department of Agriculture's forecast is also at odds with Agriculture Canada's. It anticipates a Canadian crop of 20.3 million metric tons, which would be nearly 2 million tons bigger than Agriculture Canada's estimate. That's a substantial discrepancy. The good news is that Ball anticipates plenty of demand for the upcoming crop, There will be some new crush capacity coming online in 2023-24, and crush margins remain healthy. Alberta's Agriculture Financial Services Corporation, or AFSC, is providing farmers affected by wildfires with more time to seed crops and qualify for insurance coverage. The extensions apply to farmers in the northern and western parts of the province who had to leave their farms, Multiple crops are receiving five extra days. Farmers in affected areas seeding Argentine canola, mixed grains, oats and spring wheat will now have until June 5th to seed and receive coverage. This is a five-day extension from the May 31st deadline. Producers seeding Polish canola will have until June 15th compared to the original May 31st deadline. And farmers seeding barley, spring rye and spring triticale will also have until June 15th to seed and receive coverage. The previous date for these crops was June 5th. Ukraine's Ministry of Renovation and Infrastructure says the UN-brokered Black Sea grain export deal has been halted again because Russia has blocked registration of ships to all Ukrainian ports. A UN spokesman says Russia has informed officials overseeing the initiative that Moscow would limit registrations to the port of Pivdeni in Ukraine's Odessa province until all parties agreed to unblock the transit of Russian ammonia. The United Nations and Turkey brokered the Black Sea Grain Initiative between Moscow and Kyiv last July to help tackle a global food crisis aggravated by Russia's full-scale invasion of Ukraine. Russia agreed in May to a two-month extension of the deal, which covers three Ukrainian ports, including Pivdeni, but has said the initiative will cease unless an agreement aimed at overcoming obstacles to Russian grain and fertilizer exports is fulfilled. Dairy Month, celebrated in June, kicked off with World Milk Day yesterday. The Food and Agriculture Organization of the United Nations established World Milk Day in 2001, to recognize the importance of milk as a global food and to celebrate the dairy sector. In Canada, 98% of dairy farms are family-owned and operated. As of August 2022, Canada had 9,739 dairy farms with a total dairy cattle population of about 1.4 million head. This means the average Canadian dairy farm had about 143 dairy cows. Quebec has the most dairy farms in the country with 4,548 
Alberta has the most dairy farms in Western Canada with 488. And that's today's Ag Review. I'm Doug Falconer. It's your agri-weather forecast on the Voice of Saskatchewan, 620 CKRM. The official 620 CKRM farm weather is brought to you by Shepherd Realty in Regina, specializing in farm and ranch real estate in Saskatchewan. Call Harry, Justin, or Devin at 352-1866. And Moose Jaw Truck Shop, the number one choice for any diesel engine repair. Drop in, no appointment necessary. Or visit moosejawtruckshop.com. Today, mainly cloudy with a 60% chance of showers and a risk of a thunderstorm. High of 26 degrees with the humidex, it'll feel more like 30. Tonight, partly cloudy, 60% chance of showers this evening and after midnight with another risk of a thunderstorm. Winds from the east at 20 kilometers an hour, then light this evening, a low of 16. Tomorrow night, partly cloudy, 30% chance of showers in the afternoon with a risk of a thunderstorm. Winds out of the southeast at 20, gusting to 40 kilometers an hour in the morning. High of 28 degrees with the humidex, 33. Then on Sunday, part uh, sunny rather, high of 30 degrees, the low 18. Monday, sunshine, high of 30, low 16. Tuesday, partly cloudy, 60% chance of showers, high of 29, the low 17. Wednesday, sunny again, high of 30 degrees, low 16. Sunshine on Thursday, high of 28. Normal highs for this period are 22, while the lows are 8. Sun rose at 4.51 this morning, and the sun will set at 9.02 tonight. Looking around the province in Estevan, 27, Saskatoon, 20, Swift Current, 17, Weyburn, 24, Yorkton, 23. Hot spot in Saskatchewan is in Estevan at 27, cold spot is Cypress Hills at 11. In Regina, some light rain coming down, north-northwest wind at 11 kilometers an hour, humidity at 92 percent, temperature is at 18 degrees, that's 65 Fahrenheit, Barometric pressure is at 101.7 and rising. In Moose Jaw, also raining, north wind at 9, temperature 19 degrees. Again in Regina, light rain, north-northwest wind at 11 kilometers an hour, temperature 18 degrees. We'll be back right after this. Saskatchewan's leading farm and ranch real estate brokerage is Shepherd Realty in Regina. Shepherd Realty has just listed for sale 240 acres of mixed grain and pasture land near Winyard, 159 acres of grain land near Dinsmore, and 306 acres with Highway 6 frontage just north of Regina. To learn more about these listings, or if you're considering selling your farm or ranch property, call 352-1866, shepherdrealty.ca. You're tuned to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today on The Voice of Saskatchewan, 620 CKRM. This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by McDougall Auctioneers, where you're guaranteed the best buying and selling experience. McDougallAuction.com The month of May was warmer than usual. Environment Canada's three weather stations recorded the warmest month ever. Key Lake with an average temperature of 12.3 degrees, LaRange at 13.3, and North Battleford at 15.2. Regina recorded an average temperature of 14.9, 3.6 degrees higher than normal 11.3 for May. Yorkton recorded 13.9, Swift Current 14.8, Moose Jaw 14.7, and Estevan 15.1. All of those are increases. Environment Canada meteorologist Terry Lang says 
the El Nino hasn't formed yet. We're still in neutral conditions, although it is warming. So we're kind of in that transition period between uh, La Nina and El Nino. So it's sort of in that Lanada, we call it. But just one of those things, we had that big blocking ridge pattern that sat over Western Canada and dried the forests out dreadfully. And that told the whole story right there and set up uh, May for all the fires and then all the smoke that came in. Lang says May was relatively dry with the exception of the southeast, but precipitation finally came towards the end for mainly southern and central regions of the province. Regina recorded a total of 37.1 millimeters, Yorkton 23.1, Moose Jaw 16.9, and Swift Current 41, all decreases from their respective normal normal totals. Esteban, however, got 63.8 millimeters, up from the average of 56.2. Yeah, the pattern switched over that last week of May, and we kind of got into more of a southerly flow from the upper atmosphere, and that brings us much warmer and moister air. And it can hold a lot of moisture, and that sets a tone for those thunderstorms that uh, they seem to be sort of, you know, they are hit and miss, but everybody seems to have been picking up a little bit of something with those thunderstorms, so that's been really helpful. Lang says June, like May, will also be warm. It's hard to say right now. It's certainly, you know, we're starting out that way that, uh, you know, it, it is, we know the forecast for June is above average and these long range forecasts tend to be more weighted towards the sooner period, like the, the near term period. So we'll see what July and August bring us. But uh, I think June for sure is going to be warmer than average. As for precipitation for next week, Well, next week or so, we're staying in the same exact pattern that we've been in in the last week or so. So that southerly flow of really moist, unstable air, giving showers, thunder showers, severe weather, looks like it's going to continue. Really humid. I think you can feel the difference in the air. So, and that'll, uh, it'll actually help the crops get going, but that risk of severe weather with it. Terry Lang is a meteorologist with Environment Canada, going through the weather stats for the month of May. You're listening to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM Agri-News Director Ryan Young. This segment of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Degelman Industries. Look to Degelman for the most reliable, dependable, engineered tough equipment on the market. And Arcola Building Supplies, small town lumberyard, big on service. ArcolaBuildingSupplies.com The Saskatchewan Stock Growers Association's AGM and convention in Moose Jaw is fast approaching. President of the Stock Growers, Garner Diebold, says the theme for this year's event is, fittingly, weathering the storm. Great, and I think that's something that cattle producers in particular, uh, livestock producers uh, pretty much across the board, you know, face different challenges year after year, and, uh, you know, it changes, uh, you know, throughout time, but you know, we've come through some very difficult times from drought to, uh, you know, low markets. And I think that we're in a decent position right now. Uh, most people have had a little bit better moisture-wise. Things are a little bit better across the province. We can't forget about the people that are still in, in some drought areas. But uh, generally, we are better off. Uh, water, the water situation is better. And, and right now, you know, there is green grass out there. Not that we don't need more rain, but, uh, you know, that's something that there is such a deficit. And we continue to, uh, you know, get through these challenges and, you know, look forward to the higher higher markets. Uh, but again, this year, here are some of the challenges will be 
you know, for some, it, the, the, the dry conditions continue. And, and then also input costs are, are very high right now. You know, anything from fuel, transportation, feed costs have been very high. And, and so just weathering the storm and getting through that and, and you know, figuring out is something that we have to do and, and we, we are capable of doing. And it always helps if we can sit down and talk about some of these challenges and, and uh, you know, strategies to deal with them. And so this is just a good opportunity uh, at our AGM here to get together and, you know, we'll talk about some of those. Well, one other thing that I would mention that will be a hot topic coming up during the convention will be some of the regulatory changes that CFAA is proposing here on traceability. And so that is something that uh, we have the opportunity to comment on those changes up until uh, the middle of June. And, you know, those are things that that affect everybody in in the whole production chain. And so I think we're going to have some good discussion on on that as a challenge and, you know, maybe come up with some uh, suggestions, I guess, that we can put in on the comment period. And and so that's going to be part of the discussion during the conference as well. The 110th AGM and convention runs from Sunday to Tuesday. Among the speakers at the event are Provincial Agriculture Minister David Merritt, Dr. Melanie Morrison of BetterCart Analytics, and Executive Director of Canfax, Brennan Grant. Back in a moment. Here's the market updates with Ryan Young on 620 CKRM. Market update is brought to you by Sask Pork, working on behalf of Saskatchewan hog producers in our community. Grain prices at Viterra were up in early trading today, though not as much activity as yesterday, but still the usual suspects changing. That would be canola up $2.90 at $6.47.82 a metric ton, and the other one being number one red spring wheat, which is up just 31 cents at three fifty three sixty two. The rest were all unchanged. Durham at four oh seven eighty, feed barley three thirty sixty one, chickpeas ten thirty six seventeen, flax five forty one ninety eight, lentils seven forty three forty eight, oats two twenty thirty two, yellow peas three seventy three sixty six, and feed wheat two seventy ninety seven. On the Minneapolis Grain Exchange, hard red spring wheat for July is up six and three quarter cents at seven dollars ninety-five and three quarter cents a bushel. It's the livestock reports on the Voice of Saskatchewan, six twenty CKRM. The livestock quotes are brought to you by the Weyburn Livestock Exchange. Call Weyburn Livestock eight four two forty five seventy four. Now the latest livestock quotes. Good afternoon. This is Travis Platt reporting from Heartland Livestock Moose Jaw. This past Tuesday, we had just under 500 head on offer with the market hot once again. The good cows are $1.50 to $1.60 with sales up to $1.68. Medium cows are $1.30 to $1.50. The young feeder cows and heiferettes are selling from $1.65 to $1.95. Sales up to and over $2. Good bulls are $1.45 to $1.55. Sales into the $1.60. As for the rest of the summer here, we are selling on Tuesdays. We'll be receiving them cattle on Monday from 11 till 7. That is Tuesday for the summer. If you got any other calls or questions for us, give us a call at 306-692-2385. This is Travis Platt, reporting from Heartland Livestock Moose Job. And now the latest pork prices. They're currently at $197.15 per CKG. Coming up, the Resource Report. This is the Saskatchewan Resource Report on 620 CKRM. Here's Ryan Young. 
Now the resource report, brought to you by Farm Fresh Water. They'll make your well water wonderful and your dugout drinkable. Get your Farm Fresh Water today at farmfreshwater.ca. And Mazank Fuels, your local branded Petro-Canada wholesaler for over 40 years. Fill up the tank, call Mazank, 306-721-6667. The United States has signed a trade agreement with Taiwan over opposition from China, which claims the self-ruled island democracy as part of its territory. The two governments say the initiative on 21st century trade will strengthen commercial relations by improving customs, investment, and other regulations. The measure was signed Thursday by employees of the unofficial entities that maintain relations between the U.S. and Taiwan, a center for high-tech industry. They have no formal diplomatic ties but maintain unofficial relations and have billions of dollars in annual trade. The Chinese government accused Washington of violating agreements on Taiwan's status and demanded the U.S. government stop official contact with the island's elected government. In the five years since Canadian prosecutors have been allowed to use deferred prosecution deals to resolve criminal charges against companies, only two have been approved. The deals known as remediation agreements like companies avoid corruption charges by paying fines and cooperating with investigators. University of Ottawa law professor Jennifer Quaid says the long delays between wrongdoing and legal resolution also raises questions about how effective the deals are at curtailing corruption. The first remediation deal was struck last year when SNC-Lavalin admitted corruption over Montreal bridge contracts dating back to 1997. Last month, Quebec company Ultra Electronics Forensic Technology agreed to pay $10 million over alleged bribery in the Philippines from 2006 to 2018. On the markets, the TSX is up 313 points at 19,985. The Dow is up 648 points to 33,710. Oil is up $1.40 at $71.50 per barrel, and the Canadian dollar is at 74.40 cents U.S. And that's the Resource Report. If you missed any segment of the show, tune in to the on-demand Saskatchewan Agriculture Today podcast, brought to you by Gowan Canada. Gowan Canada understands the challenges growers face and takes pride in finding effective crop protection solutions. Visit GowanCanada.com to learn more. And that's Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. I'm Ryan Young. Have a nice day. This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of Edge Microactive Pre-Emergent Herbicide.